Okay, everyone, this is another episode of Tenders of Melbourne. Here I have Aaron. Now, Aaron, would you like to uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Tom, good to talk to you again, mate. Uh, it's been a while, but um, yeah, I guess I guess uh, my background is not really a tennis coach, or I wouldn't say I've um, never really had an outstanding tennis career, but uh, I guess my background sort of comes from being part of my tennis club and became president of my tennis club when I was about 22, so quite young, um, which I'm still president of today. Um, I'm now 42, so it's almost 20 years. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess in that period of time, I've gotten involved uh, a lot with the NSJTA, which is the um, Northern Suburban Junior Association, specifically tennis events. So... Mm -hmm. We look after a lot of, um, we select a lot of junior teams for events that, you know, you've probably been involved in. I know mm-hmm. we worked together back in, I think, about 2014 at the Pat Pierce. Pat Pierce. Park. Pa- yes. Yeah. And it was raining half the time, yeah. and I, yeah, I was at the back. Yeah, it rained a little bit that weekend, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, oh, good times, good uh, times. But that's sort of my background, mate. That's, uh, mm-hmm. I've been in tennis administration mm-hmm. for a fair bit of my life, and, um, We've been just, I guess, providing ten events. Ten events is about, I guess, providing opportunities for kids to get experiences mm-hmm. in other areas, just outside tournaments, where you know the, the life of tennis tournaments, I guess, is about points and about you know trying to win that next round. Whereas tennis events are sort of can be a weekend, it can be three mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. Um, where the kids come together as a team, and we have. As you probably, you know, you probably know, we had teams of four kids up to about kids of uh, teams of about sixteen. So mm-hmm. it's um, we go all over, you know, you, throughout the years, and we'll talk things with it uh, in that space, and um, really challenging, really rewarding for the kids, but that's what it's all about. So. Wow. Well, first and foremost, I really respect that because to a point where I feel like you're the how do I say this? You're the backbone of a tournament, but People tend to see the winners, the people holding the trophies, you know, at the front lines. But you, you, I'm sure, cause I remember the time I saw you, you know, I think it was in Pat Pierce, 2015 or something like that. And you actually stay another, an hour or two hours just keying all the data, you know, you know, looking at all the office and the paperwork and stuff. And then you're the last one out and the first one in. So I give a lot of credit. Well, that was, that's, um, <laughs> that, that was, uh, situation in there where we were actually hosting that event so mm-hmm. we were sort of in, we were playing that I think it was at Royal Park from memory yeah. Um, yeah. and we we had to host that event so we were that event goes around to different areas different regions and they would all have to do the same thing so there's, there's plenty of guys out there that are sort of you know there's a lot of volunteers that do that sort of thing but you're absolutely spot on mate it's you know you have to put in the extra few hours but you know we love to do it so it's all mm-hmm for that one sort of goal of, like I said, giving kids opportunities to mm-hmm. have those experiences. Wow, that's, uh, that's uh, so for those um, people who don't know, um, yeah, like, honestly, it's a lot of time where, where we all, we always see that, that first, impression. oh, yeah, you know, you're that guy, but then you re- when you really talk about him, um, probably for the second or third time when I have convos with, with players and, you know, uh, interviewees, it's, my hair's actually standing up based on uh, what you just said about like what you actually have to put your work in. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure, and I'm happy to, 
to go with, uh, I, I guess you could say controversial a little bit and a little bit sensitive is you probably have to deal with a lot of conflict. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition um, in terms of trying to, we, we have to get, you know, our job is to, our volunteer role, I guess, is to put kids on the park as mm-hmm. a team mm-hmm. and to try and have the best kids that we can represent Mm-hmm. team on the weekend against other regions but at the mm-hmm. same time you know there's that opportunities you also want you want to see the kids do well you want to see them win if they can mm-hmm. um does it always pan out that way no <laughs> there's plenty of times where you know we've we've been on the the end of a weekend where you know there's been much more stronger teams than the team we've put on the park but mm-hmm. but at the same time the kids that put their hand up to play you give them the opportunities so mm-hmm. Um, we always try to, you know, I guess the, the outcome is like everyone wants to win mm-hmm. and we can only put on the path the kids that want to play. Um, so, so sorry, so decision making, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, so, dis- no, no, I gonna... sorry, I'll, I'll yeah, cut yeah, in a little okay. bit. So, so decision making is, uh, so decision making about who to select you know, kids in certain groups or certain competition to certain, you know, uh, venues and stuff like that. It's it's a weekly sort of a, a battle for you. Oh, it's, it's definitely when it comes to some of the events, it's a difficult decision, mate. Like, it's, you know, no one, it's one of my lines, I guess, I always try and say when we're doing selection is, you know, if you can choose all the kids, you would, but you got sometimes when you, especially when you've got four kids that can only play in a team, Mm-hmm. And you've got ten or fifteen that have applied. You know, someone's going to miss out. You know, mm-hmm. so fair enough, fair enough. Now, um, let's let's talk about uh, your, your passion for tennis. I, I remember um, the last time we had conversation many many years ago. Uh, you were just loving the whole, like just the tennis. You know, the the professional in, in general. So so if I if I look at um, say twenty nineteen for example, um, did you yeah. think? Federer should win that Wimbledon match against Novak? Oh, I tell you what, mate. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. I know there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of Novak fans out there too, but I was, um, mm-hmm. I'm in the Dahl fan, you know, so okay. I, um, I wanted Roger to win that so badly. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I just, Roger Wimbledon, you know what it's like, Tom. Roger Wimbledon, mate, come on. Mm, yeah. You know, he doesn't want Roger to win at Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, he could never be so close and could not win the event, can you? Mm-hmm. So, I think it's something that's still, like, with all the bad things that are happening in the world at the moment, you, you always think about, you know, can Roger win another, win another Wimbledon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hopefully, 2021, you know, maybe he's freshened up a bit and, mm-hmm. Maybe it's uh, it's not out of the realms of possibilities, eh? Okay, right. Now, if I have to go up to what you said about Rafa, what's so attractive, what's so inspired about Rafa in your life? Oh, Rafa, mate. I just, I love the, I love the brutality of how he plays the game. Mm-hmm. I just love, I love that he's, everyone talks about his mental toughness and it's, and it's, Unbelievable! Mm-hmm. Like his, his uh, ability to, you know, he gets a, 
I get to get to look at him speak about you know his whole his routine about his his bottles and about his preparation on the when he's serving on the baseline and all that sort of stuff. But but he's just he's meticulous mm-hmm. in every point. And I got the I got the uh, just very quickly I got I got the opportunity to see him train mm-hmm. um, early one Australian Open morning. Many uh, well probably I don't know seven or eight years back now. And I had a ticket that allowed me to get into the courts wow. before the gate had opened. Wow! And I was watching him train, and people have seen Rafa train. It wasn't anything unusual, but but just the way he being able to actually watch him and not have the you know have to battle with the crowd. Mm-hmm. He's, every ball that he hits in training is just like it's like a it's like a shot that you know you might hit on a Thursday night in your local competition, but he hits that shot every time. <laughs> the same, every time, every time. And it's just, it's incredible. So, so, uh, he's just, yeah, go on, you go. No, I was just going to say, his, his ability to go from, from, you know, from the French to the grass and to win a little bit twice and, I know that the, you know, I know people out there will say the courts have been changed at Wimbledon to allow, probably allow the Europeaners to come into the game a bit more at Wimbledon, but, mm-hmm. but just his, you know, I mean, he's got the talent, like the, like the big three, big four have all got. We've all got the same talent, but I just love his, yeah, I love that. I love when he brings to the court that brutality, man. It's just, it's uh, phenomenal to watch. So, I'm sure you watched a lot of Rafa's highlight. Now, do you think that all the highlights and all that things you see, it's probably done somewhere during practice? Is that right? It's like his practice. Like, so he's like practice. That, yeah. like that's how he practices. Is that what you're saying? Or? So in other words, um, you're not surprised when he, when he hit, you know hit those shots, whether it's tweener or sort of like. You know, oh yeah, no. Oh well, <clears throat> I mean, like, some of the stuff he does maybe is insane. I mean, any of the stuff. You know, those three blokes that was insane though, really, I mean. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the stuff like the... I think one of the... You know, one match that stands out for me is Rafa. It was 2000 and, uh, 2018, I think it was, US Open mm-hmm. semi-final against team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the level of hitting in that match. Mm-hmm. Oh. You go back and watch that match. The, le- the level of hitting in that match from both players mm-hmm. was just was insane. Some of the points... In that match, I reckon that match has to be one of the matches up there in my book. It's just mm-hmm. not a Grand Slam final, not a not a special, you know, it wasn't a Rogers versus Rafa or anything like that. But it was the level of hitting in that match was un, was just off the tree. It was insane. What about his ability to just pull shots out uh-huh. under that much pressure and that sort of hitting? It's, okay, okay. Well, what about two thousand and eight Vadasco Nadal? <laughs> There's another one, eh? I watched it. Another I, one. I was there. I was there. It was crazy. And Vadasco was Vadasco was playing some unbelievable tennis at that point in his career, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, he came back and uh, beat Rafa again. You know, about three or four years back in that mm-hmm. it was first round it was open. Um, but he's uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty intense. Mm-hmm. A pretty intense couple of days, actually, considering that we then had the final against Roger, mm-hmm. um, you know, a few days later. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mate, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, <laughs> there's been some good matches to watch, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Now, uh, I want to look at back to uh, the local local side of, of tennis. Is that obviously the big three that are all Europeans, um, and they all have their distinct uh, weapons. We're not going to go through it because we all sort of know most of us. Yeah. Now, what what does it take for another Australian to get to top ten in the world? Let's say let's say men's tennis. We've got, already got women locked in. Shout out to Ash. What, what does yeah, it take yeah. for another, uh, like, obviously closest one we have, uh, Dimana and, and Kyrgios and, you know, what does it take for... Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good question. Mm-hmm. It's a really good question. Um, I don't know, I've, I've always thought that the ability, and I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not a coach, so, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't want the like, I don't want the likes of uh, Matt Gregory mm-hmm. telling me bringing me up later and telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but I um I think that I think getting these kids at a really and having that special talent at a really early age is is critical. And I know you know it's, there's a lot of if you look at local competition and you look at local tournaments and and I've had you know I don't have kids but I've seen a lot of a lot of people I know that do have kids on that play local tours and mm-hmm. you know competing in tournaments. It can be brutal, man. Mm-hmm. And it's not just you know not just professional tournaments where these guys go out on and they're making a living and trying to actually earn money and that's their job. But you know the kids themselves when they first start playing, their their parents have got to drive them from tournament to tournament. They're paying you know entry fees to enter these tournaments and the and the level of of how sort of cutthroat it can be is mm. tough. Mm. And I guess you've got to have that, you know, the, the special the special kids we've seen over the years that have come through, like your, I guess you're late to it and that. They've got the support networks. They've also got... But, but I reckon if you look back on those early years, and, and, I, and I don't know exactly, but I'm sure there's been some brutality about what they've had to go through at a very early age and some of the decisions that have to go through at a very early age, you know, where you may potentially, you may lose friends or friendships because of decisions that need to get made about, you know, there's all sorts of things, there's so many variables that go into trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And I think getting over, getting over to Europe, I know we have kids in our local areas that, that head over to Europe at some stage and I've, I know some kids that have done that and, uh, College tennis is becoming, I think, a bit more popular these days as well. Kids going over and trying to play college tennis in America, um, which is probably a great avenue for them to, to get that experience as well. But I think you've got to have that just that special gift too sometimes. And um, we've been lucky that we've had wife of Hewitt and Arthur as mm-hmm. years, but and Ash obviously now. But um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot bigger population too in Europe, mate. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're relatively speaking, we're a smaller population. And I guess the fact that we've, we only have a handful makes it probably tougher too. But, you know, it's, this is the, this is the sport, yeah. I, I want to touch on other, other things, but re- directly relate what you just said. In, in, in a, in a way that Australia is a sporting country. Now, do you think a lot of kids, uh, I don't know, maybe both boys and girls, when they hit 13, 14, they have big decisions to make. I'm not talking about whether to go pro or college. It's whether to keep playing tennis or playing other sports like, yeah. say, footy and stuff. 
Do you think that's one of the factors yeah. that other, say, Europeans or Americans, they don't have? They're just like, all right, tennis, all right, cool. And then you play other sports sort of for fun, but then tennis is, is your way. But in Australia, there's so many options where we could go, wow, yeah. this guy or this kid could be the next Rafa or next so-and-so. But then basketball took over or other sport took over. And then you sort of on the sideline watching, wow, I wish you nothing but the best, mate. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a really, it's a really good question. It's, um, I think we have, I think with the rise in AFL in the last 10 years and the amount of money now that goes into the sport, um, I think you've seen in the past kids that, you know, were either cricketers or basketballers mm-hmm. playing football because there's probably more opportunity. There's, there's more, there's obviously more players on a team to be able to get a share of that money. Mm-hmm. In terms of you know wages and endorsements and things like that, they come with they come with AFL these days. Whereas I guess in Australia, tennis is such a what we just touched on. Tennis is such an individualized sport. Um, kids can be isolated, and it's and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I've never been in that position, so I'm only I'm only telling you from what I see. But it's a hard sport to crack. I mean the the, the amount of kids that I've seen come through our tournaments and come through our association in the north over the years and I see these kids and I just go, man, these kids are insanely talented. To make it to that next level, to go from being a kid that is ranked at, you know, one or two in the in the state at a certain age group and then to go on and to actually take that step to actually make it on the tour and to earn a living and then to be an established player making a living, it's so much harder. In Europe, I guess they have that. They, they don't have to travel maybe as much as we have to from Australia. They, you know, it's 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 a, it's a tough gig. So the opportunities with football, with opportunities with I don't know, maybe you know, maybe cricket to an extent or basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, tennis is you know, it's not it's not a. Ideally, it's not the greatest sport to try and make a career out of these days, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you've got the passion and you've got the love of the game, then hopefully you can retain those kids and, you know, they'll get them playing in the, in the, in the sport and keep going. So mm-hmm. Now, in, 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 your, in your side, in your opinion, now obviously you mentioned that you, you, don't, you don't coach or you're not a coach, but in, in, in your opinion, how do you define... How do you define fun in tennis or in the sport of tennis? Fun? Yes. Well, mate, I come I come from a small club mm-hmm. in Essendon, and you know we. I guess my goal, my goal as a club president is to is to make sure the kids have not the, not the opportunities that I was talking about earlier, but is to also have that had that relationship with the tennis club that I had when I grew up as a kid. Mm-hmm. My dad my dad brought me and my brother to the tennis club when I was, you know, five years old and I've been a part of the tennis club my whole life to now. And I've met my best friends through that tennis club. I've met so many people through that tennis club. I've you know, I've been able to meet other people along the along the journey as well. And and for me that's fun. You know, like we keep playing and building relationships at my tennis club, for me, that's satisfying enough. I sort of say to the kids at my club, we, 
every time you know every year there's there's the finals uh, they play competition and we love the kids to to play finals we love the kids to win but I get more enjoyment out of seeing the kids build relationships and we try to aim for the kids to be better humans before they are better tennis players so I mean I probably over the years I've probably you know potentially maybe not been as I guess you know uh, what's the what's the phrase? Ruthless enough from some of our kids at our club to push them to be to be better players. Mm-hmm. But and maybe you know maybe that's not the right tactic to go about things like that sometimes. But I personally would rather see kids be better humans before they are tennis players. So that's just that's why for me. But, you know. That's me clapping. <laughs> I I don't have sound effect buttons, but this is me clapping. For all the listeners out there, I'm not saying that to you know. No, no, no. This is raw. This is raw. This is raw, guys. This is raw. Like my, uh, I have goosebumps. Uh, my hair is is standing up. So um, I'm I'm just gonna keep clapping because this is what I define as passion right here. Tennis of Melbourne. You are listening. If you ever listen to this podcast or this convo, next time you see Aaron, give him a hug. Well, after all this, <laughs> no hug, no. But, but you know what I mean. No, I give give him a pat on the back. Give him a shout. Otherwise, we got more confirmed cases. No, just kidding. But um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, um, <laughs> but um, you know. I can literally put you in a basket where I can define called unsung hero, because <laughs> with, with, without management, because you are the skeleton of a a body, because what you do, you know, around week in week out, day in day out, you are the skeleton. But people only look at the skin, look at the 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 first layer, and I myself just as guilty as next person, and we always go, oh yeah, you know, that's ours, but. For what you do and dedicate to the sport of tennis, whether you're from NSJDA or Eastern Region or wherever, you need some. Like I, honestly, I don't know what kept you going, but for when you said twenty years, that that deserve a big shout out. So, uh, thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Tom. Yeah. No, no, no. Look, um, I'm look. This, this is this is a real convo, right? Convo right here. And for 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 those who don't know about management, I'm telling you, like I myself, uh, is around um, sport, around in tennis and swimming and basketball and all that. To manage a schedule is a piece of cake. To manage people is whole level of <laughs> whole level of skill set and you've done it for 20 years and i'm sure there's a lot of stories and incident that's going to pull you down goes you're going to say oh what am i doing this for you know it just doesn't worth it but then you constantly have to i guess uh reset yourself and find another inspiration to keep going you know next week next week so am i am i right yeah, let me just say this one thing though tom it's uh it's not. It's not all about me, though. I mm-hmm. uh, over. The, I've been doing looking after NHJTA team events for probably ten years now, and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of good help around me too. That's for sure. You could do it on your own. So mm-hmm. okay. I've had a lot of a lot of really good people um, 
that have helped me along the way, that, mm-hmm. is, that support, and it comes from the parents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not, all, not, all the, <laughs> not all interactions with parents are always great, but a lot of the time they are. So okay. It's... Um, but you get a lot of support around too, so it's not just it's not just me, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, you you have well, firstly, that was very humble way you say it. It's it's just I have a lot of respect for that. Now, you mentioned about uh, double uh, juniors. You you had one tip, you know. Obviously, you know, um, you mentioned about uh, there is some struggle in here and there. But what's your one tip in terms of development from your point of view? One tip for juniors. One tip? Yep. For development? Um, so really, that's a difficult question. It's, development for me is about just, you know, I think your kids have obviously got to have the right people around them and what works for them. Mm-hmm. Not every, not everything, you know, not every, not, there's nothing that just is, is you know, box A, this will work for everyone, I don't think. I think there's always something that'll work differently for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trying to find that, obviously, and harness that. But I think the, the kids have just got to believe in themselves, believe in their abilities, get the most they can out of themselves. Um, and like I said, it's, you know, even in events, mate, even in events, we, we try to, like I've said, from the moment we started the conversation, we, we started, we tried to, in our event teams, with... Um, I've had the great, I've had the great luxury of having Bobby Dela Cruz from Tales Lake. Yay! Shout out to Bobby. Had <laughs> events and shout out to Bob because I know he loves getting a mention too. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Bobby's fantastic with the kids. Bobby's um, he's got a lot of a lot of respect out there in the in the local area because he knows his, his children are playing tennis and he knows what what goes on out there, but. I think Bobby and I have always worked on trying to, you know, in the NHJTA teams, trying to, you know, promote um, team camaraderie and to mm-hmm. really have team bonding. And we've worked hard on building a really good culture in the NHJTA. Um, and so every every kid that whenever we play, we have um, we have wristbands now for every kid that, that comes into an NHJTA team that gets their own wristband with their own number on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have it's almost like the you know the baggy green caps yeah, yeah. that the cricketers get when they it's almost like that and mm-hmm. I don't know how serious some of the kids take it but we take it seriously because we want the kids to feel part of mm-hmm. something that you know they've been selected for that they've it's an achievement for them so okay that, doing that, that sort of that culture and then you know giving them the experience of playing over a course of a weekend. And you hope that hopefully that at the end of it they take something away from it that helps their game develop. And mm-hmm. you know I've seen kids made over the years that at a team events where there's a couple of I won't name names, but there's mm-hmm. been a couple of kids that I've seen that have gone, you know, geez, that, that kid wasn't the most awesome tennis player going around, mm-hmm. but then two years later the kid turned into a freak <laughs> of a tennis player, and you uh-huh. just go, and you just go, you know. It wasn't us. It wasn't us, mate. It wasn't mm-hmm. us. There's a lot of coaching and a lot that goes on, but mm-hmm. you hope that you, you've helped in some part of that. So mm-hmm. that's all. That's all you can really do is you just you hope that you've helped a little bit. So 
Wow. And and like I, I don't know about other associations, but I think when you you know put a number for for the players to feel valued, and I I think having having value and have a purpose to play for the organization and, and to be proud, and I think that really comes down to what you know was talked about about having fun because you feel like you know you're part of the culture you know um oh, absolutely yeah yeah and i, I whoever absolutely. come up with that idea whoever come up with the idea is, is is genius because you know um you want to feel them they they are part of it so you you wanted to not to a point where you go like oh you are definitely ours but i'm sure having a number and then one down the track you know oh you're 4025 you know and then Oh, I was 102, you know, so we can stay and always something to, to relate to. Now, about the number, what's the number up to now? Uh, at the moment, I think we've got like something like it goes, we only did, it can only, it couldn't go back too far retrospectively because mm-hmm. it's all we considered how we could do it, but it was, I think we've got about, we're into about the early 200s now. Oh. So, <laughs> um, it's a it's a process though because I've got a we've still got a bit of work to do because we're actually trying we actually did do retrospective wristbands mm-hmm. but we're actually still trying to get a lot of those wristbands out to kids that have since either moved on and mm-hmm. are now in their eighteens and you know nineteen twenty year old mm-hmm. um, but trying to track them all down sometimes is not you know it's not easy and it's also time as well you know. Fair enough. I work six days a week sometimes, so it's, you know it's not that easy. But okay. it's um, it certainly brings part of it, mate. It's it's um, we have we also have captains for our teams too, and that's sort of you know we've had a we've had a great couple of players in the SJPA over the years that that are the first, the same people that put their hands up every time because of that culture that we've created mm-hmm. and. One of my, I don't know if I can, I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. One of my all-time great players of the NSJTA that I've had represented is a guy by the name of Harry Bugafon. And Harry is, uh, he is NSJTA culture to the T. Wow. He had events when he's captain. He, he provides a team circle every morning and they, the boys and the girls, they all get together. And it's almost like the kids just buy in straight away. Mm-hmm. You can see it. You can actually see it. The mm-hmm. kids just, they just, they latch on to every word mm-hmm. and they buy in straight away. And you, and you know you've got them hooked in, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what you want. So you're you looking at, you, you, sorry, be part look, of something, be part of the team, have fun. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at Harry is a, a leader in the future. Whether Whatever he's going to do, he, he's definitely a leader that wherever he's going to, you know, whether be a CEO of company, but he's got oh, that yeah, leadership man. style. yeah. Yeah, Harry's got it in spades. He's going to hate me for saying that, but he, he's got it in spades, mate. He's got it in spades. So, okay. Uh, we're pretty, Bobby and I are pretty proud of Harry at MHJPA. He's, um, he's done a lot and, um, you know, we've got nothing but respect for Harry. Okay. Well, Harry, if you're listening, shout out to you. And Harry, um, just on a personal note, well, with Tennis of Melbourne, I would love to have you on the show. Okay, so if I can reach out to you, Harry, or anyone who is listening, um, I will reach out to you in hopefully in the coming weeks. I'm sure you you got plenty of time. <laughs> um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what, um, now moving on, um, <clears throat> I, I really wanted to know and, and learn from is how do you define a culture? Culture. Yep. Um, 
So that's a really good question, and I'm probably, I probably have no qualifications <laughs> to explain that, but I'll try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think culture maintenance is, like I just said, is it's about, you, you're talking about NHGHA team events and you bring, and all the other regions would have the same, uh, same challenges as well, where you're bringing together potentially 10 or 12, 16 kids into a team over the course of a weekend. And some of these kids might not necessarily, a lot of them probably would know each other. Some may not know each other. And that's always the challenge of, of bringing those kids in that don't know the others and making them fit and making it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess when you have a culture which, you know, suggests that, you know, we all want to be, we all want to work together, we all, we all have the values of, you know, teamwork and it doesn't matter what the score is, every game counts, you know, leaving it all out on the court for the, for the shirt that they wear, um, and the, the kids supporting each other, so which means, you know, between sets, bagging the courts for each other, helping them out, you know, supporting when they're not playing on the side of the court and just being part of something that's mm-hmm. special, you know. Right. So okay. I think that's that's where that's what it boils down to. So mm. okay, wow, yeah. that's 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 uh, that's big right there, people. Um, um, I always wanted to ask the about the parent side. Obviously, we we can only have like again no one's perfect here um i always ask um both players parents and even like just everyone everyone in general what's what's your one tip for parents tennis parents one tip for parents one tip for tennis parents that's a difficult one Mm -hmm. because i've battled with it over the years too Mm -hmm. you can have 10 if you want you can have 10 if you want but just one My biggest, my biggest tip for parents is to just let the kids play. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much it, mm-hmm. and that's that is not easy for parents to do. I I don't know because I'm not, like I said, I'm not a parent. But having seen parents over the years, um, and the emotions that they go through watching their child play on court, mm-hmm. there are some parents that just can't help but want to get involved, and the rules say that you can't, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> but my my that would be that would might be my tip is just to just let kids play. You know, kids will work it out for themselves, man. They'll work it out. Mm-hmm. So, but that's my yeah, that's my that's my tip, mate. Let them play. Let them play. Love it. Love it. Now, um, last but not least, um, I, I know you're gonna thank Bobby. I think he's he's got a son named Lucas, right? Is it Lucas? That's right, yeah, yeah, Lucas. Shout out to Lucas. Yeah, Lucas is Lucas is Lucas is a great kid. He frustrates the hell out of me watching you play tennis. He's a great kid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, last but not least, uh, it's appreciation post. Okay. You, so you've been around tennis as long as you could remember. Um, you know, uh, anyone, any organization, any moments, uh, Mister Aaron Sharp, take it away. Sorry, so, sorry, man, I missed that. So, so you can uh, appreciate or what you who you're grateful for, and uh, you have all the time in the world. Take it away. Oh man, I'm man. I've been you know what of for, for someone that I've never like I said I've, I've never 
really been a superstar tennis player by any means neither. But I've had so many good people to to follow in my life and um, when it comes to tennis, um, there's been a few, you know, few coaches that I've got to know over the years. Uh, my coach at my tennis club now, Anthony Guccione, shout out to the Gooch. Yep. Um, the older brother of Chris Guccione, not, not the Gooch, but the older brother. Mm-hmm. Anthony's a good mate of mine and um, Anthony, we, we get along with the house on fire. So I appreciate everything Anthony does for my tennis club and for our relationship. Um, my club, my, my, my friends at my club, my family, um, all the people that I've met throughout the years, um, you know, in tennis, it's just been, it's been a hell of a ride, to be honest, but um, I don't know how long it's going to keep going for. We might, uh, you have all the time in the world. Time you have all the time. So you... <laughs> but, you know, I keep saying every year, there's, there's anyone else that wants to be president of my tennis club, they're more than happy for them to have a go. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, no, I make, I've got, uh, um, you know, I've been pretty lucky, so mm-hmm. I can't complain about anything. So now, it's been good fun. Trying at times, but it's been good fun. Now, Aaron, um, I, I feel like I've probably known you, but I don't really think I, I know you known you un- until today. And one thing I don't think that I probably didn't pick it up, you know, because we always have a, just a short chat and all that stuff, you know, at, at Pat Pierce a few years ago. But I, I it just... It just seems that your humbleness is very underrated. Be- you know what I mean? Like, no. like you, because you've done this for so long and you deal with so many things. And, oh, yes, okay, you know, Bobby and all other committee and all helping out. But the way you sound, it's just like you just did it. You just started this thing last week. You know, it just sounds so much like I'm sure you had to deal with a lot of scheduling, planning, calling people, players, where you at. Da da da. If someone's injured, and you know, you know, literally, that's that's quite important, you know, to to make everything happen. But the way the humbleness you have, it's kind of like, it's you you can't learn from it. you. You can't just go to the library and goes, I'm going to borrow that and I'm going to keep it. You know, like you can't. It's not. It's not like that. And and the way you you describe and you 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 didn't take it all on you. You could have just say, oh, you can just take it and 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 say, oh, it's all mine. But then you you constantly thank uh, the committee and Bobby and, and everyone and even just point out the leader that make your life easier. That is something that this community, we should all all learn from. So I myself, Tom, on uh, behalf of Tennis of Melbourne, I would like to thank you for this uh, this character around this, this community. And this is, uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm so emotional about <laughs> But I wanted to I thank you. <laughs> I appreciate the, the kind words. I wish to thank you, Tom, for keeping all our NSGTA players so healthy and so strapped up at tournaments and events. Oh, look. It's guys like you that should get the thanks, mate. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Look, there's more to come. I, I still I still see some of the NSGTA players that, you know, some of them they play like AMT players, um, like AMT Platinums or even Juniors. They, they will wear the yellow. Uh, just, just the the NSJDA, you know, gear. You know, I still remember. Uh, shout outs to uh, what, what's her name, uh, Priscilla or um, tall blonde. Oh, I've got a name, sorry, but um, okay. So Ken Cambrack. Yes, Priscilla. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, Ken Cambrack. I, I shouldn't fail to mention Priscilla because Priscilla 
because I spoke so much highly about Harry before, mm-hmm. Priscilla's probably going to kill me for mentioning it because they're, they're <laughs> good friends and, and she'll probably hate me for saying that. But That's fine. Priscilla I've known since she was eight years old, mate, and mm-hmm. to see Priscilla improve and mm-hmm. to become the person that she is today is fantastic too. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Priscilla as well because, okay. you know, she knows that we love her as well. Yes. So. Okay, shout out to Priscilla. And look... Um, w- Look, I'm sure you 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 agree with me. Is like, you know, being on the sideline and and watching and involving and stuff. You know, seeing how the kids progress into into a man, into a woman, into uh, you know, they they want they have other pathway in their life and a career. It is just so. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it is so joyful to seeing how they become the person they want to become from. The sport of tennis. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Whether it's leadership, whether oh, it's, it's communication. It's, it's great way to put it, man. Great way to put it. Yeah, it's confidence, you know, um, um, even just being a parent, you know, like they learn off it with independent thinking, mental toughness. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, even, yeah, so, and, and look, I, I'm sure you've done something amazing for the last 20 years, you know, and, you know, and I'm looking forward to. 20 years more. <laughs> and look, I will be, I'll be sticking around. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll stick for around. So, so, um, that's, uh, like definitely we'll see you around, uh, tennis, uh, whether it's events or, or tournaments, whatever. Um, but yeah, so this sure, is, man. yeah, this, this conversation is, oh, wow. It's, uh, did not expect to be so, again, emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, just yeah, it's been, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. So, so what I'll do is, um, to finish off again for the second time, behalf of Tennis Melbourne, I want to thank you, Aaron Sharp, for being uh, such a great, um, great character. So, uh, I will lock myself in for, I don't know, maybe in the near future, we can have another conversation for another time. And just keeping, uh, yeah, just keeping our tennis of Melbourne entertained, uh, mentally active, um, and just let's all work together and just get rid of the curve and just we all can get out there and you know do some serves and, right. and and play some mat, play some tennis. Hashtag stay at home. Uh, stay at home. Yes, yes, stay at home. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Thank you, Aaron. Look after yourselves and Go stay safe. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.